When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have a very special guest to share with you today on this Thursday here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. Colleen will be back on Monday. In the meantime, in between time, you guys know that Cat Video Festival is just around the corner. And proceeds from Cat Video Festival benefit a local organization that's doing great work called Feline Rescue. Now, someone who is no stranger to Feline Rescue and probably no stranger to you is our next guest. None other than Animal Planet star himself, Jackson Galaxy. Jackson, thanks for being with us again. Are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Thanks for being with us, Jackson. It's good to hear your voice. (laughs) It's good to be heard. Good to be with you guys. So um, let's just start with the event that you're going to be involved with. Uh, It's coming up this fall. It's called Glitter Ball, and it's also benefiting Feline Rescue. Can you tell us a little bit about the event and uh, how you're involved? Yeah, it's their annual sort of black tie event over there at, at Feline Rescue, and I'm going to be there. I'll be speaking at the uh, the event itself, given about a 45-minute talk about all things cat, and there will also be a VIP reception beforehand, um, with, which I think is limited to about 50 people, but then you get to hang out with me, and I'll sign my book for you, we'll take some pictures, and, and I'll, I'll look at pictures of your cats, and you'll look at pictures of mine. <laughs> and uh, But no, it, I mean, all, all together, I mean, it's going to be an amazing event, uh, and of course it benefits Feline Rescue, great organization. Yeah. And we'll make sure we put up uh, all the information on our website, of course, because you've got some time, but tickets um, are available, too. We'll make sure that our listeners know how to, to get uh, their hands on those. So Right, they, and you can just go to felinerescue.org, and uh, don't forget, it's Saturday, October 13th, and uh, the VIP starts at 5, and the ball itself starts at 6. Oh, that's fantastic, Jackson. So, you know, you're, you're appearing at Feline Rescue's Glitter Ball, and I know that you do a tremendous amount of work for cat charities and obviously just cats in general as being the host from, of My Cat from Hell. So just a basic question for you, Jackson. Why cats? <laughs> that's pretty basic. Yeah, um, why yeah, cats? Hard, as a cat man. lover myself, and many of us are cat lovers, why are you a cat lover? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm also, I'm an animal lover in general. I mean, yeah. I've got three dogs along with my brood of cats. And, and uh, it, the fact is, I mean, I think the cats really picked me. I mean, I, I was working in an animal shelter 25 years ago, and it was one of those weird things. They would follow me around. The, the crew there was calling me Catboy, and 
I was like, okay, I, I better use what they're giving me here. And, and it's, it's not that I don't love other animals. It's just that the cats and I seem to have a, a pretty special relationship, and, and, uh, and I've been running with that relationship. Oh, you certainly have it. And, and not only do you give great, uh, you know, advice, you, you've uh, written about that advice, you do a show about that advice. Um, if, if people are listening and they are looking to adopt a cat, how do you advise people to prepare themselves as a human to bring a cat into your, into their lives? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it, it's, it's, you don't really have to prepare yourself that much. I mean, it's, it's usually said that if you go into a shelter like Feline Rescue, the cat's going to pick you. You don't have to worry about it, you know. But that said, uh, there's a lot to be said for personality matching, for, you know, the fact that you don't want to bring a senior cat into a home with three kids under 10. You, you know, you, you don't want to... Uh, you don't want to bring in a cat who doesn't like a lot of activity into a home with a lot of activity. Conversely, uh, a crazy home is great for a crazy pair of kittens, you know. And, and but it it doesn't require a ton of of really personal prep. As long as you can have these cats, I give you a lot of advice about how to set up a really good life with them. Um, but hey, if you're even thinking about it, this is the time. I mean, you know. Kitten season hits everybody really hard, and uh, Minnesota's no different. And, and uh, you know, kittens are a great place to start. That's great. Are we currently in kitten season right now? What would you call kitten season? Is that late summer, early fall? Well, kitten season always begins in the spring. So when there's longer days and warmer weather, and there's you know the the community cats are out in full swing and. Um, you know, cats, uh, cats can spontaneously become pregnant. It's not that they just have a cycle that's set throughout the year. So when those days get longer, yeah, the kittens start coming. So right now, like I've got some foster kittens in my house right now, in case you want some, I can bring them to you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, they're about three and a half months old now. So that's the kind of explosion that we see um, everywhere across the U.S. And, of course, yeah, you know, not for nothing. That's what, what organizations like Feline Rescue do so well, and they've been doing it for 20 years, which is to help control the population. Um, they take care of things like feral education, TNR, which is trap, neuter, return of, of uh, feral and community cats, surgeries. They do tons of surgeries, and they subsidize those surgeries, and, of course, adoptions. They adopted out, oh, I think, close to 1,100 cats last year alone. Now, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Jackson Galaxy. He's a cat behaviorist and the host of uh, My Cat from Hell. You know, they say cat behaviorist, but I imagine, and I've learned this experience with my, my um, you know, the relationship I have with my dog, um, that oftentimes, uh, in order to deal with people's, quote, cat problems, you're probably really more of a people behaviorist, and you have to deal with people problems that sort of interfere with, you know, a cat sort of... Uh, daily yeah. life. Do you feel like exactly. you, you? Do you feel yeah. like you've had to learn a lot about people in uh, trying to help their cats? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really fifty-fifty. I mean, it's it's you know the way a cat is operating within a certain family system and what the family does to affect the cat and vice versa. And you know, in nine seasons of my cat from hell, we've seen hundreds of those exact cases. And of course, they get sort of blown up on TV. We we pick families that are particularly <laughs> crazy but um but it's always i mean listen i've i've had more than five couples over 20 years of doing this that have claimed to get divorced 
over the cat. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's crazy, though. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, believe me, there's something going on besides your cat, you know. But I step into those situations, and I, I wind up being more of like an advocate for the cat than trying to decipher some, you know, some magical equation about why the cat is acting a certain way. Usually I do wind up being a human therapist. And, and by the way, I love that. I mean, I, I love working with humans as much as I love working with cats. I mean, it's a, it's a great job. Cats are probably, or uh, I feel like cats are probably more rewarding to work with than people. But um, it, by helping oh, I those, you were say, I thought you were going to say easier. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll tell you one thing: that cats don't ever do. Cats never make excuses, right? I mean, that that's a human specialty. That, that there's never been a cat alive that has said, "Yeah, but." Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I get from humans that tends to frustrate me is, is they just don't want to dig in. They don't want to do the work. They're, they're approaching their own insecurities as something that we don't really like to do. But animals, no, no other way than to see a problem and try to solve that problem. Absolutely. Well, Jackson, we have to run, but I want to do this before we leave. Again, we're going to make sure we have all the information about the Glitter Ball October 13th up on our website so people can uh, buy tickets from felinerescue.org. But um, before we let you go, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience that maybe you're working on or direct uh, the audience to? Well, uh, one thing I can tell you is that the, uh, the the new season of My Cat from Hell will be premiering in September on Animal Planet. And I know people have been waiting for this season for quite a long time. We've been off the air for, wow, close to a year. So uh, our newest season is coming up. Uh, the exact date will be on my website and the Animal Planet website, so keep your eyes peeled on that. And uh, that's the big thing going on, uh, along with what I'm doing over at Feline Rescue. Awesome. Well, we'll keep people updated, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us, Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure. Take care. All All right. right. Take care. That's Jackson Galaxy, of course, my cat from hell. Again, we'll put that information on our website, felinerescue.org. You're going to hear a lot about them between now and next week, of course, because they are a chosen charity partner for um, the Cat Video Festival, which takes place next Wednesday. Which, by the way, you can go get your ticket at catfestmn.com, and a dollar from every ticket sold goes directly to Feline Rescue. Delightful! And if you are uh, a cat person, a person with cat questions, I would just encourage you to go to his website because he's literally got everything cat. Yes, he does. His How website. How-to videos, products. JacksonGalaxy.com. Indeed we do. Okay, when we come back, we've got some more celebrity dirt to dish. In this case, Charlie Sheen is belly aching about how he's been blacklisted by Hollywood. We're not so sure. We'll tell you the details and uh, find out what you think about the matter when we come back right here on My Talk One. Well, Charlie Sheen is yapping his trap again. This time, because he feels like he's been blacklisted by Hollywood. Get to why and what we think of that in just a moment. But in the meantime, in between time, thank you for being with us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show this beautiful Thursday afternoon in the metro Twin Cities region. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. And we're just kicking back and chilling with a little Africa. Oh, yeah. Stop it, Bradley. We got to talk about Charlie Sheen. Oh, you want to sing it? You want to blast it? Let's do it. Here it goes. Thursday, man.
would ever ask us to do that willingly. No, they would not. But thank you for listening nonetheless. Okay, let's get right to Charlie. <laughs> let's get to Charlie Sheen, Sheen and yeah. tell me why he believes that he has been blacklisted by Hollywood. Oh, Bradley. Charlie Sheen making headlines today because the blast has obtained court documents where Charlie Sheen says he can no longer afford to pay child support for his four children because he claims that he can't get work in Hollywood anymore because he has been blacklisted by many aspects of the entertainment industry. Okay, so I, you know, I am not, uh, I'm a simple country lawyer. Mm, you are? I, no, actually. Brad the Trainer Esquire. Uh, I'm a simple country pop culture host are you on the, the radio. Are you the Matlock of my talk? I am basically the Matlock of my talk. And um, so I don't know nothing about much, but I kind of feel like blacklisted refers to a very specific thing. And generally speaking, it's it has to do with people not being able to get a job because of their beliefs. Not because of their drug-addicted um, bad choices. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There is yeah. a big difference between that. Now, in these court documents, Charlie Sheen is claiming that he's had a significant reduction in his earnings and is in dire financial crisis with less than $10 million to his name. Wow. How much? $10 million. Less than $10 million to his name. Bradley, where did all that money go? I have no idea. Well, one could speculate. We know where yeah, it we went. Where it went. Yeah. But I, with less than $10 million to his name, we are all in a dire financial crisis is what that tells me. But uh, documents are also listing the several debts that Sheen has been able to, unable to pay because of his finances because he doesn't have a lot of income coming in, including both a pool service and a gardening service, which are both noted as past due. Now, Charlie Sheen was married to Denise Richards. He has two children with Denise, Sam and Lola, 14, 13. He also has twin sons with Brooke Mueller, Max and Bob. They are nine years old. He also has a 33-year-old daughter. Do you know What's that? What's she doing? Being an adult. Okay. Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. She's uh, not the subject uh, of this court filing. You know, she's an adult. She can take how care much of herself. This, do we have any inkling of how much of this is him just trying to hide money so he doesn't have to pay more? Yes. Look at that. You know, like honest, rich people acting like they're poor so they don't have to do the rest of right. this thing, the same thing that you and I have to do on a regular basis. Well, now I think there's a little bit of truth uh, to Charlie Sheen's financial woes. Earlier this year, he was reported to have nearly $5 million in unpaid taxes for the year 2015. That, according to court documents. So, I- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I think that, you know, you can put the pieces of the puzzle together 
And that Charlie Sheen was spending huge amounts of money. Remember back uh, in 2010 when he was writing checks to various ladies and buying houses, doing all this kind of stuff? Tiger Blood. Tiger Blood. What was it? Tiger Blood? Yeah, it was Tiger Blood. But in 2010, when Charlie Sheen was at the the height of his celebrity power and earning power, when he was on Two and a Half Men, Bradley, he was making $1.8 million per episode. You know, that's just, it's so galling to think that, like, I mean, because you can do whatever you want with money, but to yeah. think that somebody was making that much money just, and then it's it's gone, and then now they're suddenly the victim because they, you know, couldn't manage their finances, and most of it, you know, went up his nose or... Um, to other human beings. ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex workers. His people. He had a name for them. What did he call them? Yeah, his... Got it. Goddesses? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, it's it's just particularly galling, especially because the way that this is manifesting itself is that he's not able to provide for his family. Right. That said, you know, and I made this point earlier, like his children are going to be just fine because even if he can't pay more child support, the amount they're getting is more than most children will ever get in their lifetimes already. Exactly. And and I think the thing about these court documents, too, and Bradley, you touched on it earlier in this segment, is that, Charlie Sheen, you weren't blacklisted. It was your behavior that resulted in you not being uh, hireable. Yeah. You're, and, a, you're a liability. And that's the way, no offense, but, like, that's the most, you know, like, people um, whine about millennials, like, just not, you know... Um, I don't know. They they blame millennials for a lot of things, but but like to think that you have somebody like Charlie Sheen who um, is complaining about he's he's saying that he's the victim in all of this. He's saying that he can't pay this because nobody's going to hire him. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's how life works. You make choices and you have consequences. I made choices in my life and had consequences as a result. And guess what? You don't hear me complaining about being blacklisted by Hollywood. Mm -mm. Maybe I should. What article? Who was he talking to? He wasn't talking to anyone. He filed a court document. Oh, okay. I'm going to file a court document. All right. That sounds great. Hey, when we come back, oh my God, breaking news, you guys. They found the cereal farter. Yeah. He does not fart cereal. He was farting cereal. Oh, that would be a talent. Holly's got the latest when we come back right here. Fruit Loops. My talk 1071. Who are the crazy, stupid idiots today on the Colleen Bradley show on My Talk 1071? You're about to find out. And one is actually a resolution from a previous crazy, stupid idiot case, a serial tutor that Holly's going to tell us about. Let's get right to crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Oh, my God. What's going on? Is that where this story takes place? No. The serial guy. Oh, no. We're wrapping up the serial farter. You said it. <laughs> yeah, so this is a story that I brought to you yesterday, courtesy of the New York Post. No, this happened in the great island of Manhattan, the borough of New York City, where Page Six reported that a serial farter had been on the loose in the West Village now, neighborhood. Also, I just want to point out that um, this is not an actual serial tutor. Okay. 
seriously. I had to. Come on. When, you, when I'm not the most inappropriate on this show, it's a good day. Um, it's not, he's he wasn't actually tooting. To be clear, no. he was making toot noises. Right? Yes. Yes, this person was walking around the West Village in New York City, walking up to strangers and doing things like this. <laughs> with like his armpit or no, what? No, with an actual device that makes noise. So he had a he had a, a fart machine. Yes. Okay. So so he had a fart machine. So badly. what's the what's the follow up? Did they catch the serial tutor? It seems that the serial tutor has been identified. Now credit to the neighborhood website, the Villager, for identity or excuse me, correctly identifying the prankster. They had an X lax lucive. <laughs> Did you make that up? No, it was oh, written here right okay. in front of me. I'm not that good. clever. Yeah. An um, his name is Phil Bradley. He's 35 years old and he's a musician and food delivery guy. And apparently he packs a quote black rubber pooter device with him. <laughs> okay, what? Yes, that is the name of the device. The bl- what? That's what it says on the website here. So this guy, Phil, he's 35 years old. He's a musician and a food delivery he's guy. 35 years old. Bradley. This is not some 16-year-old. This is literally like you or I walking down the street with a, yeah. a fart machine. Yeah. I mean, if only we had thought of that. Now, Phil, he tells the villager, yes, this is him. He is the West Village uh, farter. And he, this is what he says. He says, I've been doing this intensely for three years. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Why? Does he say what, what his motivation was? Um... Not really, but he began doing this almost a decade ago, but it really intensified about three years ago. Apparently, he hangs out in Washington Square Park in New York City on his delivery downtime five days a week. And you can even see some of his handiwork at Fart Ferry, New York City. This is the weirdest story. Also in the story, did you see the Patricia Arquette uh, uh, the Sorry? aspect of that. Well, apparently she reads page six two, and she wanted to let uh, the New York Post know that this guy did not invent this. It was her dad that used to carry around a fart machine on the set of the Waltons. Yeah, and I love <laughs> the name? writing. Patricia Arquette admitted her dad was also a faux flatulent. Faux flatulence aficionado yes so she tweeted in reference to the story my father was never without his fart machine he loved elevators the most by the way her dad being uh, the walton star lewis arquette so this guy's not doing anything new and yes he has an instagram account dedicated to his antics wow this is just so fabulous follow along fart fairy nyc fart fairy nyc you wait know, he has an instagram Yes, Brandley. Okay. There's a whole Instagram account. so weird. Dedicated to his work. I missed my calling. Okay. Um, mystery solved. Mystery solved. Serial tutor untutored. Um, I have to tell you about a body scare. <laughs> that happens most days when I get in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to tell you about something that had happened uh, far away from here in Scotland. Can we go to Scotland? Yes. Hey, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Well, okay. So um, can you imagine driving down a road and seeing a body lying on the road? Uh, A woman's body on the side of the road. What would you do if you saw that? I'd call 911. Right? You call 911 or maybe you stop because you're like, I want to help that lady. Lady, Mm, that actually happened to a... No, no, no. What? 
that is the beginning of an awful movie oh. and a scenario in which you do not escape. Oh, well, listen to this story. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you about a story that happened to me. So according to the Scottish Sun, an eyewitness stopped to help what he thought was a woman struggling to stay alive. Stop the car. We stopped the car because we saw a woman's body at the side of the road. And then as they got out, they got closer to the body and closer to the body, mm. closer to the body. Mm. And she jumped up ah! and flashed him. Stop it. Yes. Stop she was it. either very drunk or <laughs> drugged. And claimed she was trying to get to Lanark. Wherever Lanark is, I don't know. Somewhere in Scotland. Uh, They immediately phoned police to let them know that there was a crazy woman on the loose. But, dun, dun, dun. The plot thickens. Police have so far been unable to track down the woman. Maybe she was a ghost. Can you imagine? Ghost boobs. <laughs> Boo. Boo. So that actually happened. I, I think you're right, though. You don't generally stop. But now I want to tell you my story. Please. I'd love to hear it. Um, although I would imagine if, you know, you're just like, maybe I'll stop, roll down the window like, hey, hey, you OK? Yeah, but I'm not getting out of my car. No, don't get out of your no, car. Don't do it. Never get out of your car. Um, but my friend and I, we were walking down. Uh, Lindale Avenue one day and there was a gentleman lying on the sidewalk Mm. just sprawled out not moving and we were went shopping in a store and then came out and he was still lying there was he looked dead I mean literally I was like I think this is now the time in my life where I will be able to say I've seen for the first time a dead body on the street not that that's like a prerequisite or anything, but it just seemed like I was having that moment where I was like, okay, this, this is going to be for- that story. Yeah, this was a formative moment where you're like, I have to confront this and I need to be a good citizen. i assuming so that's we, what you thought. We walked up to him and we were like, hey. And he was like, what? And we were like, are you okay? He's like, yep, I'm fine. So then we just kept walking. But he looked dead. <laughs> he looked like a corpse. Like he was uh, lying in this weird position. It wasn't just like he was some. Was he taking a nap? Maybe. Had he But moved? it's weird to see somebody taking a nap on a sidewalk. That's In the true. middle of the day sprawled out. Had his body moved from the no, time that it you was went so into creepy. the store and then when you no, exited? No, it was just like he was literally solid. Ooh. Well, I'm glad that you guys had a good conversation and agreed that everyone was fine. And then you went about your day. Yeah. So he was fine. Anyway, that's my dead body story. Do you have another story for us? I do. If you're just joining us, by the way, Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071, we're doing crazy, stupid idiots. Holly. I don't know if these people are crazy, stupid idiots or not, but uh, I don't know. Maybe this is something that you can ask yourself. Maybe you can ask your coworkers, your friends, your family. Would you advertise for a professional to film your wedding night sex? Excuse me, what? This is what a British couple has done. They made an advertisement for a professional videographer to film their wedding night sex tape. This is a thing, you know? We have like the bachelorette weekends, the bridal shower, the engagement party, and the lanterns. You know, you decorate your wedding all Pinteresty. Well, now apparently the wedding night sex tape is the hot thing you need to complete your wedding experience. Nope.
Nope. Now, the man and the woman have remained anonymous. They're not giving out their names, uh, but they're going to get married in September. And they've advertised that they're going to pay $5,000 for a professional willing to work between the hours of 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. on the wedding night to capture some X-rated footage. Okay, this is the height of just self-absorbed self-absorbedness because why wouldn't you just capture it on your phone like a normal person why don't you just put a gopro up on the bed and then hit play yeah like do you really want somebody to be all like up and around and in potentially crevices now i want to tell you that the anonymous couple asked their day videographer the person that they hired to capture their day how awkward is that um but they said he didn't feel comfortable doing it and that it was shocking and that it wasn't something that he had done before exactly because it's not normal yeah five thousand dollars though to film these people probably having very mediocre sex Oh, that's so sad. But here's the problem. The problem is not the like two hours that you have to sit there, like 30 minutes, or I don't know how long it takes these people to do this stuff. But um, that's not the init- That's not the big problem. The big problem is going to come when you have to like go back to your office and like edit. Oh, you're right. And decide like, oh, I think I should get. And then do you have multiple cameras? Isn't that a job you could give to the and intern? Then, do you, okay. Can I just make the obvious here? Yes. If you have somebody filming your essential experience, <laughs> they're going to have it. Like they're going to have a copy. And so suddenly you're going to have a person who has copies of all these people having the sex. Like, are you going to be fine just knowing that it could be out there? That that sex tape could be floating around? Because you know that they're going to save all their video on the cloud. And then Russian hackers are going to get into the cloud. And then all of a sudden, you know, your grandma's going to get it in her Gmail. And frankly, you're going to be embarrassed because your grandma's not going to be that impressed. Mm, I see. I see. Don't you, you think, bring like, you bring up a good so point? There's just so many things people don't think of. But I feel like, of. whoa, Donnie, what did you do to the board? What did he do? <laughs> he destroyed the board. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Bradley Trainer. I can't hear a darn thing that you're saying. But no what worries. I'm going to tell you is that people who advertise for <laughs> me. a sex video to be made you, of their Donnie. wedding night, probably. Oh, thank you, you Donnie. Yes, I can hear you oh, now. Sorry. Pro- <laughs> probably don't mind that somebody else has a copy of their sex tape. Oh God. It's not going to end well is all I'm saying. Don't do it. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Okay. Uh, take Polaroids like, like normal people. Um, when we come back, Ooh, it's another chance for me to redeem myself in the throwback live at two 45, where we ask, uh, myself and another player to listen to some famous audio clips and uh, see who can guess uh, or identify them first. We'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey! Hey, 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 hey. Will he or won't he? That is Rocco. Well, you could say that about me, too. Winning the throwback live at 245. That's what we're doing here on the Colleen and Bradley Show as we wrap up this beautiful Thursday in the Twin Cities metro region. Hi there. I'm Bradley. Colleen will be back on Monday. And now it's time to play that throwback live at 245. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live 
at 245. Hit it. Sweep the leg. I must put a win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, oh, Holly oh, Roberts. Roberts. It's time for Thursday's edition of the Throwback Live at 2.45. Here are the rules. Bradley and Rocco are playing today, and they will listen to five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live at 2.45, and Bradley and Rocco buzz in by yelling out their names. Rocco. Bradley Trainer. Yeah, just like that. Real exciting. Real exciting. Now, yes. Yes, now, Where are we at? What's the tally? Yes, the total victory tally for the Throwback Live currently stands... Bradley with 47 victories. Ooh! And Colleen has 49. Oh, God. Yeah, no, okay, so Rocco, here's the thing. It could be a tie by the end of the week. It could be. I need be. you to lose. <laughs> now, Rocco, any points that Rocco wins this week in the Throwback Live hey. go to Colleen's total victory hey. tally. I'm just letting the listeners know where we stand. No, no, no. I know you are, but I want to propose something really quickly because I'm no. going to be gone tomorrow. No. Can we have Rocco play for me tomorrow? I mean, sure, if you want to work it out that way. Rocco, will you do that? We can talk about it. I mean, there was talk of maybe getting Holly involved. Is that possible? We'll negotiate after the show. Well, you okay. guys do what you need to do, but... Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Let's go on with today. Let's and do it. I'm going to yeah. win one for the Gipper. Ooh, all right. Let's play our first vintage pop culture audio clip then. Uh, Rocco and Bradley, please correctly identify this. Hated it. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is uh, Men on Film from In Living Color. Yes. Oh, I can't believe I pulled that out. That is right. It is Men on Film. Two stamps and a circle. Yes, that's right. Men on Film, of course, a skit from In Living Color. Uh, the Men on Film played by Damon Waynes and David Allen Greer. Good job. Bradley has a point. You were close there, Rocco. I was. Yeah. And I, w- I was going to say in Living Color, but I was, for some reason, I was thinking about Homie the Clown. Well, that is. Oh, my God. I wish too. you would have said Homie the Clown. Because <laughs> yes. then I would have laughed. All right. Bradley has a point. Rocco has yet to score in the throwback live at 245. Anybody's game as we move into our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Bradley Rocco, please correctly identify the following. Remember, with great power. Rocco. Rocco. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> um, Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, God! Yes! How did you get this? I wouldn't like have known that. Spider-Man we'll pl- origin. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Spidey guy. This good is, one, Rocco. Yeah, let's listen to the whole thing. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. And that is Uncle Ben telling Peter Parker that before they leave the car. Uncle Ben in the 2002 film version played by Cliff, Cliff Robertson. Oh, okay. okay. Wow, little known fact. I didn't know that. All right. Yay. Yay Donnie is pointing at himself again. that he oh. did know that. Sorry, Donnie, you're not playing. You're not playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a point for Rocco, a point for Ooh, Bradley. Tied one to one. Throwback it's live. So nervous. 2.45. Now listen carefully and identify this third vintage pop culture audio clip. Rocco. Rocco. Oh, God, no. You can't my wings. do that to me. I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, Bette Midler's oh. The Wind Beneath My Wings. Let's my listen. My gay card was just revoked. Why is she in a tin can? Because. 
Can you hear over there at Facebook? Now singing the music's sing gonna it. end. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Good job, Rocco. You have wow. two points. If in the he throwback wins live. based on that, I am going to be mortified. Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to go objectify some men. All right. Well, let's move on <laughs> to the fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. Rocco has two points. Yay. Could win the game if he gets this right. Bradley, you can oh! still stay in the game. Listen oh! carefully to this fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. Here it is. Bradley Rocco. Trainer. Rocco. Oh, no. Nice. Uh, Ghostbusters nice. by Ray Parker nice. Jr. So close. 50. I was so close. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going to call? Not Rocco. Well, actually, you do want to call Rocco do, because actually. he'll win the game for Yay. you. Now, this is why Rocco needs to play for me Because <laughs> I need to. Yeah, we could. I mean, yeah. Okay, do I need to pay well, you something? Because we were talking about maybe is Paul McGuire Grimes coming in tomorrow? Well, yeah, we could do Paul McGuire Grimes and you or, me or Holly. I yeah, mean, something. somebody would just have to pick the things. I'm fine with whatever. The, I just think, Rocco, you should uh, play you. for me. The possibilities are endless. But before we move on to tomorrow's game, let's celebrate today okay, and celebrate Rocco's victory Yay. in the Throwback Live at 2.45. Rocco is nothing I to was... be messed with. I got swept yesterday. My confidence was shot coming in today. Yeah, well, you swept. Well, you didn't sweep, sweep today, it. but you got close. All right. The total victory tally of the throwback live at 245 is Colleen at 50. Mm, I did not want that to happen. Bradley at 47. Mm. I'm fine with it, but I let, let's just not get carried away. Mm, I see. Rocco, thank you very much for playing. Thank you. You guys are coming up on game 100 next week. We are? Yeah, I mean, How do you know that? It's 50 47. That's oh, adds you up to can 97. Count. I can't. Math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who's here. Give it up for Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Hi, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty yeah, good. I'm trying to have a conversation yeah. with you, Donnie. No, I didn't. Oh, no shit. Who is Donnie? What'd you give him? Uh, Rocco, you get a brand new pair of Buster Brown shoes. Thank you. Oh, look at you, wow, big Buster boy, Brown, your Buster yeah. Brown. Tom McCann, pick up a pair. What? Hey, Donnie. Yeah. Um,. So, thank you for being with us today. Well, in, in the, you, the time remaining. Uh, can you uh, define a term for me, please? Okay, I'll try. Rock licking. <laughs> Use that in a sentence. A herd of deer <laughs> was seen rock licking in the forest. Oh, well, it's very likely. quite enjoying it. Well, that's a term coined by one of your co-stars. Yeah, I know. Laura, or Julia. Yeah. You can now hear that on a promo. Mm-hmm. All right, what's coming up? Alf is coming back. Are you excited? I am. I love that show. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll be back.